Centimetre Perfect. Hello and welcome to the Centimetre Perfect podcast. My name is Joseph Bianco and joining me as always is Kirillos Rascala, Christian Brazizi and Julian Zakari. Boys, how are we? Very good yourself. Very good yourself. Yeah, not bad, Kirillos. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Oh, that's good, mate. Um, uh, The finals got underway on the weekend. It was bloody eventful, wasn't it? Um, best finals since... Uh, really? One yeah. of the best finals I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. well, quite Definitely. quite a few good games. And um, for the first time in, I think, maybe forever, that hasn't been played in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. So, something different. Yeah, um... Pretty different, but you know what? Man, I can't. A few surprising wins this week for me, to be honest. I can't yeah. wait. I can't, dude. It's only it's only Monday today. I'd have to wake all week to see the finals again. Yeah, we've got what to wait. Where, where's thinking. the footy festival when you need it? Exactly. What am I going to well, do? Well, not enough teams. <laughs> That's right. Not enough teams, Carlos. I mean, yeah, just, you'd just play the finals in one week. You'd know. You'd know about uh, going on holidays this time of year more than anyone. All right, Joseph. We, we, we know Essendon haven't we're made not, the finals this year. No, we're not talking... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's already, he's already dropped the bomb. And, uh, of the bombers. Um, Christian, you want to take us away with the first game of yeah. the first week of the finals? Yep, so the first game was Port Adelaide in South Australia going against the Cats. Yep. Uh, Ports took this one by 16 points, 58 to 42. What do you reckon, boys? Oh, I think they they ran all over the Cats. Um, uh, they yeah, it was it was pretty pretty close at the at, uh, during the first quarter. I thought it was a good contest, and then um, Geelong really had their chances and just blew it. Um, Tommy Hawkins yeah um, missed some quite easy shots on goal. For a Coleman, Coleman medalist, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the, uh, I mean, they've got the Pies this week, the Cats, so that'll be a big game. But um, I don't I think they'll want to. Yeah, look, I don't know. I don't think Geelong want to go out in straight sets, and um, yeah, they, they'll really come at us. They're a good side. They're a good side. If you Geelong. play like you did against West Coast, I reckon you make the granny. Let's not talk about the pies for now, mate. Let's worry about the cats and the power. Um, Kirillos, what are your thoughts on that game? Look, for me, I was... I'm back in... For me, I backed Geelong from around around 14. I thought, you know what? Geelong could actually, could actually win this season after... Since 2011, they've just been in and out of finals, and it's been tough for them, really. But, um... For me, I just thought this season, this is it. This is their one since 2011. And just watching the game, I, I thought they just, they really lost it for themselves. Like, they had, I think it was five five goals, 12. Five, just, let's just repeat that. Five goals, 12. Yeah. They had almost as many points as Port Adelaide had scoring shots. They're, uh, Geelong is 4-12 uh, and 12 in finals now. Mm. So, like for me, yeah, for me, worry. I think. Look, it was a good game. I thought. I thought. You know what? Port Adelaide knew that they they had a challenge. Geelong isn't a team where you go in and you know you're going to win. They they had their challenge, and for the first half, like you said, Joey, the first half was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just say that I watching that game, 
I just watched Port Adelaide and their facial expressions and their hunger. It was insane, man. Like, I was watching yeah. Pow Pepper especially. I said this to, like, a couple of my mates. Pow Pepper was – like, like you know when you just get that extra lift when you're playing sport and you just – the ball's in front of you and you're just going to overdrive for it? That was yeah. Pow Pepper around every contest. And I reckon he lifted his team and I reckon everyone else. And then even Dixon, he didn't take a mark. But you saw him chasing after for tackles and putting on bumps and crashing the pack and yeah. you know it was like the pressure was up there and then never stopped and plus it helps that they have the crowd there and they are going crazy but gee, yeah that's, like it, that's it why flattened the cats that's why I the cats. I backed them for the flag I, now I agree with oh, you yeah, there uh, Julian mm. you know what I just looked at the at the just at the um, stats just before and. And actually, you know what? Most of this season, it was Dixon doing their scoring. But but that game, it was more of a team thing. And you had players, players step up, like Motlop kicked three, Ebert kicked two, Laddams kicked one. Dixon only had to kick one goal to really be a part of that a part of that scoring lineup. But apart, other than that, like it was more of a team game rather than, than one forward just going out there and, and destroying the, the, the back line. It, it was a team game. I, I think they, they're going to go far for me, but I still want want Geelong to do something magical for what could potentially be Gary Ablett's final season. But let's not look into that. So let's look at the win, and you know what, Port Adelaide deserve it. Yeah, if I, if I may add yep. about the power, um, I just think that they, I think this is their premiership to lose, to be honest. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah. Right now, they're they're in. I think them and Brisbane are the the top two sides at the moment, and um, I think, but I think the power really in the box seat. Um, you know, they either play the Saints or the Tigers in front of a home crowd, and Jules, I know, I'm sorry, um, if it's the Tigers or or the Saints, I, I, it's it's a big yeah, ask for both sides. The Portress um, is not like a you don't rock up there and yeah. win anymore. It's it's yeah, actually and, and it's, it's a fortified it's a fort now. So yeah, and you you, you speak about their um their pressure around the ball and and uh, stoppages, um, they are just th- ferocious. They just go at that ball. Their hunger, their desire to win that football. You know the the big bodied midfielders, Ollie Wine, Sam Pell Pepper, um, Travis Boak. All those guys, they are just amazing, and it's I I really credit what Ken Hinckley and the Port Adelaide Football Club have done this year. Um, I think they'll definitely. I think we'll see them on the big stage in a few weeks' time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of doubters, like say, yeah, year two ago. They remember when they go back to the Wingard trade, and they get a few yep. quality players in, like Rosie Butters, Sturzma. Yep, and yeah, see where they are now. It's credit to them. Amazing, Butters is is amazing. Is yeah, hard. that that hard hit he took yeah. the handball, then the tap on from Motlop to Adams. That goal was yeah, I, I really like yeah, Butters. Crazy. He's future All Australian in my opinion. He'll be there. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's just a it's just a it, it just keeps happening with we hear about the coaches. I guess Port Adelaide. Um, you know Ken Hinckley. Probably wasn't as well documented, but there were there was t- a lot of talk. Oh, could he get the sack? This and that, and you know you've seen the same thing about Buckley, and of course you know uh, Damien Hardwick winning it a couple of times with the Tigers now. Um, so it just seems to be a moral of the story. The coach on the 
maybe yes. on the chopping ne- block. Never listen to the media. Yeah. Just, you know, just yeah. turn them off because they don't know what they're talking about half the time. They say well, they're expert analysis and whatever the hell they're talking about. Like, yeah, talking even about. when they bring up crap like, oh, you know, Richmond have never lost to Brisbane in the last 16 years. Like, what What do you think we're doing here? We're playing like, the, like a fairy tale. Like, it's not magical. The Gabba's not magical. All right? yeah. It doesn't have some aura around it where Richmond can't lose there or something. Or, you know, and, you know, uh, coaches are like, all this crap the media just piles on, on constantly. All I just see on my Facebook is just Robbo saying this about the Tigers or uh, <laughs> Adam Simpson, blah, blah, blah. Kane Corns is saying this about Collingwood. It's like, no one gives a crap, man. And half the time they're wrong. So yeah. it's just like we're so easy to cancel people. Like um, we, uh, a few weeks ago, Sydney Stack and Chol, and then we were so quick to jump on. Harley Bennell because of uh, what he's got. You don't know what players are going through. No, you don't. And, and that's and one thing I've learned this season. Yeah. One thing. Um, oh, you know what? I'll bring it up later. Let's. <laughs> sorry, okay, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up after because I actually wanted to talk about it. Um, but yeah, on to the next game, please, Christian. Yep, sure thing. Uh, next game was Friday night game, Brisbane versus Richmond at the Cowba, and Brisbane beat Richmond by fifteen. 69 to 54. Julian, do you want to take away since Richmond is your team? Sure. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good win by um, Brisbane. Um, obviously, I said before, you know, the gab is not magical and we haven't lost there for like 16 years since Kevin Rudd was in Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like it's not magical. It's like we can lose them. It was bound to happen. And, um, you know, credit to Brisbane. They played really well. Um, I think, you, you know, the loss coming out of it, it, it feels like even myself, I was really flat about it. And I, I don't know, I'm acting like we lost by like a hundred points, but we only lost by a few points, you know, yeah. a couple goals. Mm. So yeah, it's it wasn't not, bad. It's not overly bad. Yeah, it wasn't uh, bad, but yeah. it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a good performance. I think, um, we really missed Lynch, but that's not our only problem I think also um we didn't match their pressure um and we was fumbling a lot also I think after my opinion is after Dusty was like going crazy in that first half he was he was probably he looked like he was about to get 30 touches and like five goals or something he was going crazy in that first quarter he had he was leading it and I think when the Tiger players saw that oh you know Dusty's getting all the ball. They just took a bit of a back seat, and that yeah. happens the rest of the game since halftime. And we had too many passengers. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Brisbane. They did really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, they're going to be a hard team to beat. Oh, uh, that's exactly right. I think yeah. it's going to be whoever ends up playing them in the prelim, and then, you know, they've got the, the grand final now um, if yeah, the Lions get there. But yeah. the prelim, um, also, it's... It's going to be tough to beat them there, um, but we'll worry about that in a couple of weeks' time, whoever's there. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you something, Jules, about Tom Lynch. So Tom Lynch in this Richmond team right now, um, with the way they are looking, do you see them potentially still pushing for that flag, or do you have doubt about that? What do you think? Do you, what difference 
do you think Tom Lynch makes to this Richmond team? Um, well, he definitely makes a difference because um, ha- one playing with one key forward, like it, it can be done. But yeah. when you have people like Harris Andrews covering Jack Rewalt, you know, he took so many intercept marks that game. It's like yeah. if you have two key forwards down there, midfielders have like that option to choose who they're going to kick it to. And yeah. defenders are always in like um, second guessing where's it going. And you're always worried about the big – like imagine if you had two Mason Coxes playing. Oh. You'd be panicking. Yeah, It's yeah. like yeah. your best defender, say uh, – I don't know. We'll go with Darcy Moore, right? Darcy Moore plays on one Mason Cox. Who does that leave to to play in the other yeah. Mason? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You, have, you have Maynard, but like Darcy Moore yep. is the one you, you really want playing on your best um, forward. Yeah. And plus, I think Rewalt now is getting really he's getting old, so he's playing in a bit of patches at the moment as well. It's hard for him to um, find that uh, um, that cons- consistency, and he showed it a bit this year. Yeah. But I think as soon as he's covered. Um, by a good defender like Harris Andrews, it's hard for him to work himself back into the game like it was maybe ten years ago when he was about twenty years old or you know twenty five. Blah blah blah. He's he's about thirty now, and uh, I think his his old age is catching up with him. It's harder for him to leap at the ball. Yeah. Um, also, to answer your question, how far do we go? Look, I don't know. Uh, as a supporter of this club, or you know, as a supporter of your own club, you're always the hardest on your own club than anyone else. So you're always, uh, you're always worried, you're always scared, you're always doubting because they are your club. Yeah. But um, I don't know. You just never know. It's finals footy, um, and you just hope and you pray and you just – either way, I'm proud because, you know, I go for them and everyone should be proud this year of their teams for doing the hub life and going through it all. But, yeah, it'd be nice to get the dub. But, yeah, that's all yep. I have to say. Oh, well said. Um. Christian, onto the mm-hmm. next game, please. Yeah, it seems each game got better by the finals. <laughs> yeah, it just went up and up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great. So the third game of the finals was St. Kilda versus the Bulldogs, and Saints won by three, 67 to 64. This was a cracker of a game. Boys, can I just say, can I just say, I didn't watch the full game. I only watched the last five minutes in the fifth quarter, of, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Jeez, what am I saying? What the hell? <laughs> in the fourth quarter, I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing that day. I must have had work or something, but I watched that last five minutes. I just, I saw a Western Bulldog side that was, if they had won, they could have potentially challenged teams like Port and and Brisbane, they were looking very dangerous in that last five minutes. But finals footy is not a catch-up. It's not a, a come-from-behind game. It's more... Uh, it's more. You, ha- you have to win it from the start. If you don't win it from the start, you're done. Well, uh, he- here's where I'll contradict you, Kiri. I think um, you said they were dangerous, but I think, no, I don't think they would have gone very far if they won that game. They have too many problems, mm-hmm. uh, and it's one. it's in both ends of the ground. They don't have a good enough forward line, and their back line is not good enough to stand up their against. Their back line stings. Mm. Yeah. Look, yeah. and they, they took a punt on Josh Bruce, yeah. and he failed miserably. I don't think I haven't seen that guy take a mark properly, I um since he's like six, uh, six goal game. Uh, I can't remember who was that since, was against. Since he's, since he's converted over this year, yeah, I don't just, think he's 
He hasn't he, complimented. Yes, yeah, he, I, he I, hasn't I, lived up to what I think the Bulldogs expected of him. Yeah. 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 That's where I think Josh Bruce could – sorry to cut you off, but Josh uh, Bruce can never be that top number one go-to key forward. No. I think he's got to be, you know, the second option. If you put him on a team, um, uh, an example, I don't know. Let's say he was back – he started at the Giants, yeah? He was – he, yeah. Yeah. Let's say he was play, he's forward with Cameron. Cameron's the number one option. He is that second option. I think he works well there. Yeah, me too. I think um, he works better. Yeah, my mate said something funny. I know it's a bit of a joke, but it's it's kind of true. He said when he was at St. Kilda, he could mark and he couldn't kick. And now he just can't mark and he can't kick. So, yeah, it's a bit sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they it failed there. And I think... You know, we see all these clubs. I know, I know uh, we said we don't want to talk about the draft too much, but um, uh, sorry, trades. But uh, you see all these clubs going in the race for big key forwards. Why aren't the doggies going for someone? Yeah. Why are they mm-hmm. taking a back seat here? Are they happy with, yeah. with what they got, or they think Norton can do something? Because I don't know. They've got some big problems back and forward. Their midfield is is like amazing, especially on paper. When you look at McCraig and like averaging. He got like what four games over thirty or something. Yeah. He, he reached mm. forty or something. Like that is that's a feat in itself. Not many players can do that. And then they come out and they're, you know, they can't kick to their forward line because their their best forward is Mitch Wallace and he's not exactly tall. And they can't get it out of their defence because their their best player is Caleb Daniel and he can't can't intercept Mark and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They got a few problems. Well, Julian, I, I don't disagree with you saying that. Um, like for me personally, seeing how they went in that last five minutes, looked like they, they could have dealt some damage in the final series, only based off their 2016 performance where they came out of nowhere and won, won the flag. And, like, watching that last five minutes, I know that was a different season, but watching that last five minutes, you just felt something magical could happen if they win. And that's that's what I was coming from when I, yeah, when okay, I said yeah. they could do something. I wasn't begging you, I was just... No, 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 no I, I wasn't taking offence. <laughs> I, I was just saying... <laughs> I, I, just, I was just saying, like... I, any team in this in this final series could have really gone gone pretty deep, but I, I thought Western Bulldogs could have been that underdog that could have done something again. Yeah, fair. All uh-huh. right, take us through the uh, West Coast Collingwood. Uh, talk about the fifth quarter. Let's go, Christian. So it was a it was quite a controversial week leading up to the game, but. Before the labelling and caravan campers and dirty pies and all that, but Collingwood got the job done. A one-point victory over the West yep. Coast, 76 to 75. Do you guys want to know how I feel? Uh, I already know how you feel. Yeah. Jesus. I've had mates. I'll be talking. I am yeah. ecstatic. Collingwood has put me on a high without taking anything. Amazing. Oh, thanks, thanks, Joseph. We've got to remember there are, there could be some miners listening to this, so uh, uh, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Even, <laughs> even if that means following Collingwood and watching them beat West Coast, don't do drugs, kids. Um, yeah, but I had mates that were watching the game, and they, 
you know, he, he ran onto the streets screaming his ass off and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I've had mates tell me they don't even care if they lose to Geelong next week. They're just glad that they want to go to No, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm proud of them for, I'm I not think a I'm, Christian, but I am bloody proud of them for, um, get going over the West, defining the odds and, um, being called dirty during the week and then going, uh, going and being the butt. In saying that, I am not satisfied, and I want to win again this weekend. Definitely not. The job's not done. Job is not done I yet. Think, Anything's I, possible in 2020. Come on, you pies. Sorry to cut you off, Joey. Uh, I, I um, I think this game Collingwood played was more of a statement game, just to you know shut up the media. People like Kane yeah. Corns. Don't get me started on that man. Oh, I dislike him with a passion. I just. From what he says, he makes you want the team that you hate the most to win the flag. Like, you boys know this. I'm very open about how much I dislike Collingwood. But I now want you guys to win the flag just so, just to shut him up. I love I love seeing that man eat, eating his words because he says the silliest things that that's, that's so controversial that when it proves him wrong, his words prove him wrong. That it just makes me happy. It's it like seeing seeing him seeing Collingwood win on the weekend, where they were considered just filling in numbers, made him re get re rethink about what he said. But then he came out the next day and called them cocky. He called yeah, them, he just yeah, said yeah. don't get cocky. That, that that just as an as Carlos, as Carlos, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We've been called cocky. We've been called toothless. You are toothless, don't you? I've been, I, I've been called homeless. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a bit too far. Um, I've uh, we've been called bogans. I'm actually Italian. Christian's Italian. Yep. Same here, Italian. Yeah. Uh, um, I, support, I, uh, um, I, I don't share that, those sort of things, but now that we're, uh, we're not but now we, we, anymore, we, I, I share that kind of crap, you know. You know, I get called uh, pretenders and flogs and yeah, protected species called... and crap. I think the We've hardest called everything. I think We've the been called everything one. dirty pies now, and that's fine. I think the hardest one for keep going. is right now is uh, is bandwagon. Like, Julian, no, you're not a bandwagon. Mm. And I know there are a lot of fans out there who aren't bandwagons, but there are also some Richmond fans that are bandwagon. But that, that's not the point we're, we're, we're talking about here. We're, we're talking not about, talking about that. We're talking we're about going, Collingwood, Collingwood West right. Coast right Collingwood now. Ability. I, I think before we think go about? on... I think on behalf of all Victoria, I think the pie. Um, we thank you, like to the pies. Just that premier over there, and that stupid West Coast Army. I'm oh joking. yes. I'm joking, yes. I'm joking. You're not stupid. But um, you know, labelling the pies dirty. I see these Facebook comments now. You're like typical, typical uh, Victorians thinking they can get what they want. Why? What? <laughs> You just cut out, mate. Enjoy your early pre-season West Coast. Early holiday, boys. Enjoy that special quarantine life where your team doesn't play finals. You know, it's pretty sad. 
Let's it's count sad this Christian. season because some of these teams didn't really get their Qantas points up this season. So don't, they don't West Coast, Qantas, uh, West they Coast, West Coast Virgin, shut up, Christian. What do you think of the win? You don't even know. Virgin is the sponsor of the AFL, not Qantas. They don't fly Qantas. They fly Virgin. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh, oh, they're both planes. Plane companies, all the same. Oh my god. Go on, Christian. Yeah, uh, I thought it was. It was a, obviously a huge win. You, you can never get too high, but it was a huge... I think it was a bit of a statement win, but Collingwood couldn't have got any more motivation. They've got every reason to go out and and uh, stick it to West Coast, basically, and they did that, and everyone wrote us off. But like Joey and I have said, the job's not done. There's only one game, and hopefully three more wins consecutively, but... They were just uh, digging their own grave. Like, imagine yeah. your opponent and you're just, like, calling him names the whole time. What's that going to do? It's going to yeah. make him angrier. Like, if Look, I just... I'll actually analyse the game now. Um, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, Jules. No, you're right. <laughs> I'll, I'll analyse the game. Hard-fought contest. Um, didn't know which way it was going to go, but I'll tell you what, both these teams... I think Pendlebury said it. Both these teams know how to pull off a ripper, um, and they did it again. Collingwood too good in the end by a point, I think. And um, just just tell me the scenes. Yeah. With Jerry McGo- Jeremy McGovern marked in the back line, the PTSD oh. and the Vietnam oh. flashback. Oh man! Running through as soon mind. as as soon as I think there's a video of I think Michaela, uh, my sister took a video of me and Dad and I. I was like, this is it. They're open because. Trelaw had the ball, and yeah, I and thought, he it and he, and he bounced yeah, and I thought, point, I thought, here pass it over to Cox, here pass it over to Cox. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he might not kick it, but a score, that's all right. Um, waste a bit of time, and uh, you know they'll be forced to kick down the, the line, whatever. Um, and then anyway, that happened. Trelaw kicked it. Um, they got the ball, but then bloody hell, as soon Taylor Adams got that smother in the middle. And Hoskin yeah. Elliott took that mark, and he was about twenty something seconds left. I, boys, I started crying. <laughs> I, I, there's a video of me crying. <laughs> so, I was, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great evening. I went down the road. My neighbour, he's a Collingwood member as well. We went and had a beer at the front of his house. So, um, uh, please tell me you were. Uh, please tell social me there distancing. was social distancing. Yeah, Plus there was masks. social distancing. Were there? Please tell me masks were also present in Matt, this. Masks, uh, masks were present, Daniel Andrews. Um, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, Christian, what was the uh, the uh, scenes at the Brazizi? Oh, yeah, we, uh, I don't know if the neighbours heard us, but we had the windows open. <laughs> oh, no. And we were screaming our heads off. But, uh, yeah, I, I just need a clip of... Everything is better with Titanic music and Taylor Adams. <laughs> oh, the Taylor Adams smother. <laughs> uh, Joseph, Joseph, yep. um, at half time, yep. at half time, you guys were up. Yeah. But you called, you called a group chat that we're all in, and yep. I answered, and and I said something. I said they, if they move uh, someone down into the back line, it might work well. They didn't move him into the back line, but they moved him into the ruck. Oh. Uh, this and was the stupidest thing you've said. But, but come on, come no, on, no. come on. Tell Darcy me, tell Cameron me. played a good game. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not but saying. But he was only there to support Grundy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm yeah. not saying he didn't play. I'm not saying he didn't play a, 
a bad, I'm not saying he played a bad game. What I'm saying, did not, did I not say in that call that if a move was made where that where one of your big men in the forward line, such as Mason Cox, or better yet, Darcy Cameron, who's who's not having much of an impact in the forward line like um, Mason Cox, to move him into the back line and to work players that plays the big man down there to stop someone like uh, like Kennedy. And although he didn't play, although he didn't play in in the in the back line, but he was in the ruck. I, I thought when when he was playing in the ruck, he had he had a pretty good game. He had a couple of intercept marks and and he used his body against Kennedy very well. Although he gave away one a free kick on Kennedy, I I thought that was not much really in it on that free kick. Yeah. But but like I think I think what Collingwood what Collingwood looked at was that maybe maybe they need that extra man that intercept mark like. Like, although it's not a Jeremy Howe intercept mark, but they needed someone there to really fill in that gap. And I thought they really did that well. And I think that move of make, putting Darcy Cameron into the ruck was part of the reason why you guys won, apart from the fact that you guys also all started to play together and all started to – everybody played their role. I thought Darcy Cameron was, was part of that as well in that second half. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's just well – it's a bit. It's just funny. Earlier in the season, we I don't know Joey and I had this view that it's hard to imagine or even envision Collingwood have having a side with Cox, Grundy, Cameron all in the the same yeah. one team. It, it, yeah. Well. And um, it, it happened, and it it, it did worked. it worked in the end. Yeah. Yep. Look, absolutely. I'm so happy for me. I'm uh, I'm so happy to see Cox back into his back in his 20, 2018 form. Before, uh, like like he was in the Richmond prelim finals, that when he uh, when he destroyed Richmond, uh, I'm happy to see him back into that form because it's good to see the the, the, the Texan be in that form, not the Texan, the uh, Yankee. See the, the Yankee, Yankee back Yankee. in form. Lanky Yankee. <laughs> the Lanky Yankee. Anyway, boys, we should move on to a topic I wanted to bring up with you guys, and I just look this year has obviously been. Pretty hard for everyone. Um, and if any, if we learn anything from the the AFL as such um, and the players, I think one thing that we have to learn is the players are just as human as everyone else. Being trapped yeah. away at hubs yeah. and all yeah. that. I just wanted to bring that up and say that. And, you know, I, I couldn't imagine how tough it would be um, some of the some of the players you know who are married have their families up there, but you know the other ones, the single fellas, um, I guess it would be tough in the hubs to, uh, you know, not have your parents or whatever. I couldn't imagine being away from my family, um, for you know, however long they've been away, a few months, um, and not have their support, um, present. I guess so. I just. I think it, the, the, I couldn't imagine what the players are going, have been going through this year. They've probably gone through a few ups and downs, I'd say. Um, I know I've watched a lot of Jack Crisp's uh, vlogs on YouTube, um, and you can just tell the that they are they are human these guys. And um, and you brought up before Jules about Harley Bennell and stuff, you know, with the um, the media going on about him and mm. all that. Uh, you know what? The way that I see it is, he retired. He went out, had a couple of beers. Leave him the hell alone. He's obviously upset 
He let doesn't him, need anybody him, else. Let him get on with his life. Leave um, him alone. Yeah, I was going to add to that, Joey. Also, players, obviously, they don't have control of the MRO, and they don't have control of the umpires. Yeah. They don't have control of, essentially, other, uh, ex- uh, the way, uh, anything except the way they play. So if an, if an umpire makes a decision, or the MRO makes a decision, um, you know, it's not their fault. And in the heat of battle, in the heat of AFL, things get heated. Like yep. Ben Long going for the bump, or dare I say Tom Lynch hitting a player, or Robbo hitting a player, or, you know, gut punches. You know, it's it's in all in the heat of um thing. And I, I sometimes forget, you know, and I look at Mitch Robinson the other day, and he was squaring up to Noah Bolter. And in the, in the play, I'm like, oh, what a, you know, what, what an idiot. Imagine him going to square up to a 22-year-old. Mate, it's footy. After the game, you say, oh, it's all good, mate. Uh, GG, you go home, good win, that's it. Yep. You don't you, you don't call another player a flog or names or you go and attack them on social media because of the way they acted on the footy field. You know, they don't go out there to box people. It's all it's all heated mm. and, and, and um, you know, players – Players play on the field. It's all uh, nothing's promised on footy in footy, and uh, that's the same. That's the that goes for the players as well. You know, out there that they're your enemy. So, uh, but then after the game, you just say good job. And yeah, players are human. I get upset sometimes. I retaliate. You know, you might slam a door, you might hit a wall. An AFL player might hit someone or bump someone, but uh, it doesn't. You can't base. Uh, players' uh, personality off the way they act off of one thing or one action. Otherwise, we, you know, I'd be, I'd be an idiot for half the things I've done, or you know, anyone else listening to this podcast or doing the podcast with me. Yep. Yep. No, well Look, said. I, I totally, I totally agree with you there. And, and Joey, I said this during the side bottom, the side bottom incident earlier this year. I said, plays human. You got to give them the the. Like you got to take into account that these players, at the end of the day, just like us, are people, and they deserve the privacy. They deserve everything that that should be given to them. That's given to us, for example. Whatever, like they shouldn't really have media following their every movement. Although yes, they are elite players. They are the top of their of their game, and and the media is always going to be behind them on the footy field. I think private stuff like what happened with Side Bottom earlier this year shouldn't really be publicised. And, yep. like, the only time for me something like this should be brought into the light is if a player has been a repeat offender. And these players are players, for example, whether that be uh, drug abuse, which is not a common thing in with AFL players, but can happen. Um, sometimes it can be assault charges outside of footy. Some of these things, if they're repeat offenders... In, in my opinion, they should not be brought into the. They should be. They should be the ones that are that are that the media talk about. Not players like, like side bottom who, who, out of the blue, once went and had a drink because his teammate his teammate did his knee in that game and and maybe did a silly thing while while a bit intoxicated and the police got involved. But that that doesn't concern the media in my opinion. That's a private matter. No one should really know. Yep. And. These plays again, like I said, are human. Like who who hasn't done something silly while while a bit intoxicated? Like mm. I certainly have. I know you boys might have. Nah. 
Christian has. Yeah. Well, that's a story for another time, Christian. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll leave that aside, man. <laughs> I will get we'll get on to the uh, team of the week now. Um, so we did a finals week one edition. Um, I'll read it out. So from the full back line, our back pockets, we've got uh, Daniel Rich, Tom Jonas, and at full back we've got Harris Andrews. Um, half back line. Liam Duggan, Dougal Howard, Ryan Burden. Um, our wingman, Bailey Smith and Andrew Gaff. In the middle, we've got Taylor Adams. Um, the half-forward line, Patrick Dangerfield, um, Jack Darling and Tim Membry. The pocket forward pockets, Stevie Motlop and Charlie Cameron at full forward, Brody Mychek. Um, the followers, so the ruckman, Paddy Ryder, thought he was outstanding very, very sad news that he will miss the rest of the season. Yeah, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Rovers, Jared Lyons and Ollie Wines. And on the bench, Tom Rockcliffe, Hugh McCluggage, Caleb Daniel and Adam Trelaw. And a special mention to the first half, Dustin Martin. Because <laughs> first half, he was good. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, chuck in, chuck in first half, Dusty. Not first bad. half, Dusty. But, yeah, it was... Um, he was all right, and then sort of, yeah, went off track, I think, the last half. But it's all right. I um, a few unlucky mentions, though, in that in that, in that that side. And like we discussed earlier, yep. um, one of the unlucky ones was Mason Cox, who had a big first quarter, but then sort of was a, a little bit more quiet throughout the game. But yep. for me, I thought he, was, he would have been good enough, but just a bit unlucky this week. Yep. yep. Fair enough. Um, your likes and dislikes for the week, boys. Kirillos, would you like to start? Oh, yes. This is one of my favourite uh, segments of this show, of this podcast. So, my like for this week is seeing Port Adelaide sort of shush, shush the, the people who, who doubted them. And I know a lot of teams actually did that this week, like Collingwood did that. Uh, St Kilda even did that. Some people even doubted them. Um Brisbane was doubted the fact that Richmond have, haven't lost 16 years at the Gabba. So a lot of the teams that won really shushed the, the doubters. But for me, I think Port Adelaide is the biggest standout because although they lost to Geelong during the season by 60 points, which was, for me, the, 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 the tipping point to rule them out, they came out and they beat Geelong and they they really taught them how, it's, how, how the game is played. But uh, my dislike for this week is Kane Corns. Buddy. Oh, pal, mate. Just, just. You played footy. It was a half-decent career. Now you've joined yeah. the media and you've just, you've just rubbed a bit of poo in that career now because you've really, you really, all you do, look, excuse my French, but all you do is talk shit. Like, I'm sorry, I've never seen someone spill so much bullshit when they speak, <laughs> other than myself when I'm a little bit intoxicated, but that's a bit, that's on a different Jesus. note. But, mate, stop ruling it. Look, we, we get that Collingwood might not have been a side that four weeks ago you would have you would have thought they were going to beat West Coast. But you don't rule them out just because of that reason. You don't call them numbers. They fielded 22 players who went out there and played one heck of a game. And I, I hate Collingwood. 
but they played one heck of a game. But you, mate. Oh, and then you come out the next day and call them cocky. You call them cocky because they shut you up. Like, do you not have respect for, for, for the team that for the team that just won? Like, I understand you did say, yeah, good good job on Collingwood winning, but don't get cocky. They're not getting cocky. They're celebrating a win that they deserved. And they shut you up, and you're just upset that they did that, and that's why you call them cocky. Look, mate, I think just retire from footy in general. Retire. Just leave the, the footy the footy field. Find another another career. You might do good maybe as a <laughs> as a taxi driver, maybe Uber driver. What? You could do well. All right, let it go. Let, let it go. Let just just leave the footy. footy. <laughs> oh my god! Where did taxi driver come from? <laughs> no, we don't even talk about it. Just just move. What the even, hell? If we if we pretend it's not there, if we pretend it's not there, it doesn't like... exist. Um, okay, that being said, Kiri, I actually do like Kane Corns, and I do like Matthew Lloyd. Um, I don't agree with everything they say, but I do like him. Um, so, yeah. Um, my like for this week, though, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, we'll start with the dislike, because it's actually a pretty sad one. Um, Paddy Ryder doing his hamstring, that, that hurts, man. And when I see a player cry, that makes me, that makes me tear up, honestly. I don't care what team you play for. Um, yeah, that just hurts uh, really, really bad. But uh, I think my like um, probably got to be St Kilda winning. I know it was really good Collingwood silencing uh, the, the WA, all of WA, which was probably really good like in my opinion. But I think the Saints winning uh, their first final since, what, 2011 was it or something? Uh, Is that correct? 2010, I think they were last one. 2010, Jesus. 2011? No, no I think it was 2010. Might have been 2010. You're probably yeah. right. But, um, yeah, that's a pre- pretty good effort by them. And I, uh, uh, I, you know, I see them going far. Uh, I'm actually genuinely scared of, of them this Friday. Uh, their pressure is really good. Their forward line is really good. Max King was oh, insane. Um, their back line holds up. And, yeah, I'm just uh, pretty proud of them. And... Yeah, just sad for Paddy Ryder. Yeah, good on them. They're a good side. Yeah. Uh, Christian. Yeah, all right. Um, I'll start with my like for the week was not... I could pick one, but I'm just going to do a generalised one. I thought just the whole finals week one was, from game to game, was just exceptional. Yep. Every game was intense. It was amazing. I'm sure the viewership... On TV was through the roof. Um, yeah, and each game had its moments. Yep. And yeah, it was, it was amazing to watch. My yep. dislike, uh, I'll go with the whole state of WA. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> from there, from the, whole the team. Take that, WA. The whole state. Yeah, you may be opened up. Out. But your footy team's out. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, and go weird. and enjoy, enjoy that two-week quarantine while you're at it. You, because it's it's something you should be proud of. And McGowan, uh, congratulations, you've stuffed your state up. Um, not only you didn't get, uh, you know, your team in the final in the grand final. Well, that they did that on their own by losing. But <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they, you know, all the labelling throughout the week, you know, dirty pies. And I even saw something today saying that Collingwood were handed the victory by the umpires. Yeah. Um, well, don't even hit me. Yeah. Extra salt added. Sounds like Kirillos. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to say. So, yeah. Oh. Go ahead, Jimmy. Um, yeah, so I'll start with my dislike, actually. Um Tommy Hawkins. I mean, you have you have six shots on goal and you kick five behinds and one out on the floor. It's not acceptable for a Coleman medalist, in my opinion. Um, you know, in a game where you lose well, just under three goals, you've got to really capitalise. So I don't know. Um, but in saying that, uh, Pies fans, um, probably under Pies, you've got to be worried because Hawkins will probably come out and try having a big game. He loves put it on a clinic against Collingwood, and he did in the 2011 grand final. Um, so no doubt Tomahawk will bounce back. And my like for the week, boys, you know what it is. Do I need to really... No, don't say it. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take a guess. <laughs> leave us let guessing. Me take, Just let leave me us take guessing. Guess. Here, here, I'll... I'll take a quick guess, boys. I'll take a quick guess. Is it the fact that Essendon hasn't played in a Premier League? Shut game? up! Just to bring up Essendon. Oh, that's the second time. Boys, in the my like. So good. So good. <laughs> the Pies are fighting the odds! Yeah. That's it. I'll get ahead of myself, I promise. But... All right, Joseph, yeah. don't get too cocky, all right? In the words of Kane Corns. <laughs> I don't have to say much. My like is Collingwood to find the odds. We went over there. We we were not given a chance. And they've gone over there. They quarantined for the week. Um, and, you know, to get over the line. I know it's a point, but in a final, in finals, you uh, you take any kind of win. It doesn't matter. Um so, yeah, they'll take that. And I think sets us up for a great game against the Cats. Really good side. And I think, um, yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a really, really good game to watch. Um, don't even know which way that'll go. But go Pies. Yeah. Can, I, can I just quickly yeah. ask, can I just quickly ask, um, with this seven-day quarantining that Collingwood had to go through, were, in those seven days, were they given the opportunity to train? Yeah. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because uh, a bit of misunderstanding. I thought... I thought the seven-day quarantining was was all the fact that the reason why it was a big deal was because they weren't they weren't given that chance to train as well. That's why well, God, a lot of people rid them off. Uh, no, 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 that's, no, no, that's, just, uh, that's all right. Um, anyway, boys, um, just before we wrap up, let's just go through our tips for the week ahead. So only the two games. Oh no, not the tips. <laughs> if you want me to start, oh, I'll start. I'm just. Oh, Julian has left the chat. Oh. Anyway, Friday. It's Friday night. Yeah, the Saints and the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yep, Friday uh, night. I'm, take, I'm taking off my headset. Hold on. I'm back in the Tigers. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Can we just get a Can we just get a censored beep in there on uh yeah, on that Sorry, Joel. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> I thought I had my headset off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the Tigers win that. Um, and uh, the Saturday night. Got to back your own team, so yeah. I mean, it'll be a tough game, but um, hopefully the Pies can get up. Um, Jules, your turn. No, 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 no someone else. <laughs> All right, uh, Kirillos. 
the neutral. Being, being, the the only, being the only supporter here whose team didn't make the finals, uh, I'm going to have to say Richmond will win this one coming out after a loss, you know, being a big... A big finals, big finals team in the past couple of years. I reckon they've uh, they've got this one in the bag, in my opinion. Then Geelong Collingwood, it's a tough one for me. Look, I'm going to back Geelong here because as much as I did say I want Collingwood to win the flag to shut Kane Corns up, I I think uh, my hatred for them just surpasses Kane Corns, so I just want Geelong to win. Um. Yeah, so I've tipped along right, for this fair one. Enough. Fair enough. All right, Christian. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go for Richmond at Metricon. Oh. And uh, they've picked that ground, freaking because of Tom Lynch. There's a bit of a link there, maybe. I don't know. Could be wrong. But yeah. um, And then the second game is uh, Geelong Collingwood. Like Joey said, you got to... If you don't back your own team, and what's the point of a tip, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope Collingwood can get up. These two teams did play earlier in the regular season. It was in Perth, in drier. Well, that wasn't drier conditions, was it? It was dewy. Dewy, yeah. So Commentators love that word. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the anti-dew oh, spray. The anti-dew uh, spray. That first, first game of the, uh, of the hubs, all I heard was... Dewey this side's very dewy. Dewey that side. The weather is dewy. Dewey do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in that in that one in that one game I watched in the in the first week of the hubs, like all they were talking about was Stuart Dew, and I'm like, why are they talking about a bloke who's not even a part of this game? I was a, no, I was a little I was a little nah, confused, but no, you. What are you talking about? <laughs> What the hell are you saying? I don't know. Jules, can you give us your tips? Jules, give us your tips. I think my brain's just a bit fried yeah, after oh, work. Mute yourself. yourself. You know Say right, goodbye. Mute yourself. This week, I have no tips. May the best team win. Love you all. What uh, about calling with Geelong? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, praise the Lord. I love positivity. Spreading positivity. Good jinxes running all around. Uh, let's go. You're a weirdo. All right. Uh, well, then, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, Beautiful. Thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you are staying well um, during this tough time. Take care of yourself and your family and friends. Great chatting with you boys tonight. Have a good one. You too. Right, boys. See, you, see, you, see you next time.